Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Yud Gimel. Today's shiz Lilu Nishma Silana Basvili. May her memory be a blessing and may her Nashoma have an aliyah. Um, I'm going to go from... It's about the 10th about last line of Yud Beis and Yud Beis 12b, where we got up to yesterday. Remember, we brought in the Mishnah... Um, a machloikes of delivering matonos to a kohen. Now, if someone shechs an animal or he bakes challah on Yom Tov, we know you have to separate, gen- um, generally you're not allowed to se- truma, separate the matonos, you're not allowed to separate trumas or maestros, which would include challah on Shabbos or Yom Tov, because it looks like matakein. But since you're allowed to bake bread on challah, since you're allowed to shecht an animal, they had they allowed you to also separate truma. Our Mishnah brought a discussion regarding delivering, um, delivering those uh, the matonos, either foreleg, the cheek, and the stomach of the animal that you shecht, which had to go to the kohen, or delivering the challah to the kohen. We then brought a brisa which brought out three opinions. We were trying to work out which one was the Mishnah, but one of the opinions was which was not the Mishnah. I'm just going to read it quickly again, but it was Omar whether you can deliver the matonos. Obviously you can deliver the matonos. Truma. Their argument is regarding truma. Can you deliver truma? Shama say, since you're not allowed, you, um, we'll see the logic soon, but Shama say, you're not allowed to deliver truma. If you have truma in your house, you're not allowed to take it to the Kohen. And Basilel say, you are allowed to. And Basilel made the following Joshi. He says, Both Chala I what you separate for the kohen and the gifts from a shechted animal are a gifts to the kohen. Utruma matona le kohen and truma is also a gift for the kohen. Kashem shemalichin es amatonas kach malichin es atruma. Just as we, as you're allowed to deliver the matonas, you're also allowed to deliver the truma. Deliver the delivers probably a bit of a strong word because of the connotations, but you would be allowed to take it and give it to the kohen. Omr lohem beishamai lo beishamai say no. It's all very well, well to say that by the matonos where you are allowed to separate them. So you're allowed to separate them and once you've separated them on Yom Tov, you'd be allowed to deliver them. But how can you say, how can you apply that to Truma which you are not allowed to um, deliver? So that's Rabbi Yossi's opinion. Again, we're not discussing. Obviously, Chala and um, Chala and the Matonos, which you're allowed to separate on Yom Tov, as we said, because you're allowed to shech the animal or, or knead the dough and become Chayv in Chala, so you're definitely allowed to deliver them. The Machloikes Beis Shammai say, but you can't deliver Truma. Yes, you're not allowed to separate the Truma, so you should have done it all previously. Um, and Beis Hillel say, no, you can separate the Truma. Now, yeah, but he'll say, sorry, even truma you can deliver. I don't remember seeing an explicit reason, but I think obviously it's for food. And it's stuff that the Kohen can use on uh, Yom Tov, so why can't you take it to him on Yom Tov? And now let's go from where we're up to. So, Omar Rav Yehuda, Omar Rav. 
It's actually the twelfth last line towards the end of the line. Omar Yehuda, Omar Rav, Omar Shmuel. Sorry, Rav Yehuda says in the name of Shmuel, Halacha to Rabbi Yosi. The Halacha is like Rabbi Yosi. Right, so you're allowed to deliver matonos, and according to Beis Hillel, is who we would pass and like you're also allowed to deliver truma. Rav Tavi Breder of Nehemia have a garve the chamer the truma. Rav Tavi Breder of Nehemia had a bottle of truma wine. Remember, you make your grapes into one, and then you have to separate truma. So he had that. Um, he says, today's Yom Tov, can I take it to a Kohen? And Omer Lehi, Omar, Rav Yehuda, Omar Shmuel, yeah, Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel the following, Halacha Rebbe Yoisi, the Halacha is like Rebbe Yoisi, so you can. Now we're carrying on with this discussion. Um, yeah, we're now going to bring in what seems like a very new point in our discussion, but one of the principles are going to hinge on the logic we said behind our Mishnah. Um, remember, the logic we said behind, in underlying this discussion that we've just had was, can you separate truma, you matonos and chala, you can make and separate on Yom Tov, but you can never separate truma on Yom Tov. That was based on, and that's, what, that's why Beishama wanted to say, you can't take truma to the Kohen on Yom Tov, because you can't say ever the assumption is ever separated on Yom Tov, whereas you can. So that's going to come, that um, that sphora, that line of thinking is going to pop up in the next discussion. That's why it's brought here. But this leads us, this next discussion is very interesting. It starts with what's quite a practical discussion in um, in uh, in uh, crumbling, separating on Yom Tov. Um, yeah, a threshing on Yom Tov, and then it turns into, again following this flow, it turns into a Zroim Sugya. Zroim is actually the Seder in Gemara, there's a Seder, one of the, the first Seder of Mishnayos is Zroim, and we only have Gemara on Maseches Brachos, but the rest is all to do with Peya and Masros and Truma, and all these halachas to do with the produce and the fields. So that's, uh, that's what a lot of today's discussion and then I don't think we'll get there today, but it changes back into a discussion regarding Hilchas Yom Tov. Okay, so let's start this question. So it says, The host of Rabbi Barchanan had these stalks of mustard. Says, Can I crumble them and eat them on Yom Tov? I can uh, semi-crush them to get the mustard seeds out of the stalks to eat it on Yom Tov. Now, generally, the, there's a, one of the melochas is um, threshing, or what's called mefarik, and that is getting the grain out of the chaff, out of the stalk, out of its casing. But now... On Yom Tov, it's not so straightforward because, as we've seen many times, something for the sake of food is permitted. So, so he says, Can I crumble them and eat it on Yom Tov? So, he wasn't sure. Is it dash which is also, or do we say, since it's for eating, it's fine? So, Hasalak, I made the Rava, he came before Rava, and Omer lay moililin melilos mafrich in kidneys beyomtov. Rava says, you can rub the grain and you can crumble the legumes on yomtov. 
Moilelin melilos is where you rub the grain in your fingers, as we'll see. That, um, it's where you rub the grain in your fingers to get the chaff off. So instead of the normal mass threshing, here you would be r- rubbing it with your fingers to get the chaff off so you can eat the grain. And mafrichin is the same thing, but with legumes, again, to get the chaff off, to get the casing off, so you can get to the bean or the whatever legume you're eating inside. So Rava says you're allowed to do this. Mololin, I'm going to call it melilo or moilalin, but again, it's this act of crumbling, rubbing the grain or the kidneys in your hand to get the chaff off, to get the seed out, the kernel out. So, so Rava says, you're allowed to. Now, Abaya is going to challenge him. Just to understand Abaya's challenge, um, let's do a bit of background into when does produce become hive in Truma. We know that a farmer, when he harvests his field, at some point he becomes hive to separate Trumois and Masros. When is that? So the standard explanation is at the stage of Gmar Malachton, he's finished the processing i.e. has the ready grain. What would that be? He takes it into his house, he threshes it, he winnows it, he does all of that, and then he piles the grain into a, into a heap and he smooths it. Mareach is the smoothing of the pile, and that would be the final step when it becomes, um, that's when gemar melachto, when it's, you've finished its processing, and it is now hired in Truma. Um, says that's all very well when you're going to use the grain in the normal way. You're going to do all these. You're going to do this processing, and then when you have the finished product, the grain, you're going to then grind it into flour to make bread and cake, etc. But what happens if you're not going to do that? What happens if you're going to? take the grain and take the sheaves as they are and moil in them to eat them as a snack, kind of like nuts, like we would eat nuts. Does that count as, at what point does it become chayev in truma and masros? Again, when is gemar melachton? What do we count it as gemar melachton? Um, so that's the, that's the question. And also just an important halacha to be aware of well, two halachas. One is, once grain becomes chayv in truma, it's what's called tevel, you're not allowed to eat tevel. It's quite a strict, strict, it's misavidei shomayim. Death at the hands of heaven is the punishment for eating tevel. Grain that is chayv in truma and masters that you haven't separated them from. So that's the problem. And then a second point is, before it's reached that stage, earlier on, as you're harvesting, etc., you can eat temporarily. You can eat what's called achilas arai, you just can't eat an Achilas Keva. Um, yeah, you can eat a snack, but you wouldn't be allowed to eat what would count as a meal. Now, let's see. So, so just remember where we in the Sugya, that the host of Rabbi Archanan asked, can I moililin, can I crumble the le- mustard seeds, the legumes in my in my hand to get the seeds to eat them and Rava says you can do it on Yom Tov now Aisi by Abaya Abaya is going to challenge him it says 
Yeah. Now remember, I mentioned why is this brought to you is because we're going to bring in the logic that we said that you can't separate truma. You you never allowed to separate truma on yom tov. I you'll never come. Granted, challah. When are you allowed to separate challah on yom tov? Because you're allowed to knead the dough on yom tov. So they said since you're making the dough, you have to separate challah. You're also allowed to separate the challah. Now, by saying you're never allowed to knead on Yom Tov, you're never allowed to separate Truma on Yom Tov, we're kind of saying you'll never come to a situation where you separate, where you have to separate the Truma on Yom Tov. When would you have become, when you threshed and piled up your grain, etc.? That would have all been in the weekday. You wouldn't have done that on Yom Tov. So you would not be hard. You would never separate Truma on Yom Tov. So keep that in the back of your mind. So it's easy by a buyer, by a challenged rover. It says, Shabbos. The Bryce says, if you are Moilel Melilos, you crumble grain, you wrap grain in your fingers on Erev Shabbos. The following day, you can blow it from hand to hand. You throw it from hand to hand so the chaff falls away and then you can eat it. But you can't use a utensil. You can't use a funnel or a plate. What they used to sometimes do is put the grain in a funnel. Not the normal way, but one of the ways is you put the grain in a funnel and the kernels fall down through it and the chaff and the fluffy bit that you got off stays in the top. So it acts kind of like a sieve. Um, and the other one is a tamchuya plate. You take a plate and you tilt it and you shake it a little and the, the beans or the grain runs to one side and the chaff stays on the other side. So that would be the kind of a tamchuya. So that's on Erev Shabbos. You're allowed to crumble it or mafruchin it on Erev Shabbos. And the following day, you can throw it from hand to hand to get the chaff away, but not with the kli. If you crumble the melilos and erev yomtiv, the following day, you can throw it from hand to hand, or you can even use a plate, a funnel or a plate. Not a board, a sieve, or a, I forgot what a kivra was. Um, a strainer, I think. You're not allowed to use the normal tool for doing, for separating the grain from the chaff. Now, it's not really, the chaff, I think, is an earlier stage. I'm not sure exactly what it's called, but from the casings of the kernels or the casings around the legumes. So now, we see you're allowed to moilel melilos on erev yomtov, but not on Yom Tov itself, which goes against Rava. So he says, no, I feel with Tamer, but Yom Tov, no, we're actually discussing on Yom Tov. You're even allowed to do Moilo Melilos on Yom Tov. However, the idea, so then why does it speak about Erev Yom Tov? It speaks about doing the crumbling, the actual separating of the breaking the mafarik, the dash, the breaking the kernel out of the casing, it says you do on Erev Yom Tov, and the, the next stage of where you throw it from hand to hand to let the, the, all those casings fall to the ground, that is allowed on Yom Tov itself. But so we see that you're not allowed to do Moil Melintos on Yom Tov. So Moral says, no, you can't actually do it on Yom Tov. Oh, so then why does it say an Erev Yom Tov? It says, no, I need to Tanneration, my Erev Shabbos, Tanneration, my Erev Yom Tov. Since it says the first part of the mission is discussing what you're allowed to do on Shabbos and you would only be allowed to do it on Erev Shabbos, it contrasts that and says Erev Yom Tov. 
but not that it's limited. But if that's the case, now we have a case of where you should be allowed to separate Truma on Yom Tov. Then we learned in the Mishnah, we learned in our Mishnah, we said, well, you can, the question was, can you deliver the Matonos on Yom Tov? And it says, you can deliver the Matonos, but you can't deliver Truma because you can't separate Truma on Yom Tov. But actually, in this case, we now have a case where you would have to separate Truma on Yom Tov. Why? Again, you've taken this grain, you've been Moila or Melilos on Yom Tov, it's now the finished product, you've got the standalone grain, you're Chayav in Truma. Since you're allowed to do that in Yom Tov, you must separate the Truma. So we see there is a time on Yom Tov, unlike our Mishnah, okay? our Mishnah is, you never zakai, you never get allowed to separate Truma on Yom Tov. We've just discussed the case where you moil in the Lilos on Yom Tov, where you should be allowed to, which seems to contradict. So you should learn it differently. He says, no, no, Kasia, it's no difficulty. Ho, Rebbe, and ho, Rebbe Yossi, Rebbe Yehuda. The one opinion is Rebbe, and the one opinion is Rebbe Yosi Rebbe Yehuda. Let's just look at Rashi. He'll make it a bit a simpler. So it's the first Rashi in the place. He says, According to all opinions, you're allowed to do this crumbling in your fingers on Yom Tov. Oh, but then you had a, we had a difficulty because it seems that you would be allowed to separate Truma on Yom Tov, which our Mishnah said we don't sep- we don't find that you separate Truma on Yom Tov. He says in Vadai Motsino Rebbe, we actually do find according to Rebbe that you are allowed to. The Omar he says Rebbe holds, we're gonna see it now, but Yesh Truma Bemelilos, you do separate Truma Melilos. And our Mishnah which said you never find a case of Moilil Melilos. Sorry, you never find a case of Truma. It's actually who says you don't have to separate Truma when you moililin melilos. Also, very good. We don't have a kasha. This that our Mishnah says you never never separate Truma. And we'll go through the discussion now. But just this that our Mishnah says you never separate Truma on Shabbos. Oh, you, sorry, you never separate Truma on Yom Tov. It's according to Rabbi Yossi Brebura, who ain't Achinami, there is no time that on this Moililin Melilos, you would have to separate Truma. This at the Brisa implies that we learn later on, and it says that there is a time when you would be separating Truma on Yom Tov. That's Rebbe, who holds you archive in Truma when you do this process of Moililin Melilos. Let's see it inside the Tanya, as we learned in the Brisa. If someone brought in Shiboilin to make dough from them, Potter, he's allowed to eat temporarily from them. Sorry, if he brought them into his house to make to crumble them by hand and eat them like as uh, as like kind of like nuts, Rebbe Machai, Rebbe says he's chayev because since that's your intent. That is the finished product. Moilelin Melilos. Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Yehuda, Potter. Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Yehuda says you still Potter. Because Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, the only time you become Chayat in Truma is when you make it into a pile of grain. Here you're never making it into a pile of finished product, finished product grain because you're just picking out the grain one at a time and eating it. So again, so according to Rabbi Yehuda, if you're crumbling grain and taking it out to eat, 
that's the finished product, and you have in truma. Whereas according to Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda, that is still not considered the finished product that you would be have in truma. Oh, Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda, nami Actually, you can also find it according to Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda. I, that you would be chayv on truma in this scenario. It says, You brought in the sheaves to make dough. I, that's the normal process. You bring in the sheaves with intent to make dough, and then you thresh them and mafarik them and, uh, and winnow them and pile them into a nice pile. So that's your intent. And you had intent, you then changed your mind and decided to moil and crumble them and eat the grain separately. The tivla beyuma it becomes tevil. Rashi explains very interestingly. With your intent, when you bring it into your house, that's one of the key points. It now triggers the potential for the chiyuv of truma. As long as it was outside in the field, there wasn't really this potential for chiyuv truma that it would become liable in truma. But once you brought it into your house, there is this intent for chiyuv truma, and therefore you would have to separate. Therefore, when you make it its finished product, whether it's to put it in a pile of grain to grind, or whether it's in whether it's moilin melilos, you're just taking out the grain once, the obligation of truma falls. Okay, so we do have a case. So he says, Eloma, oh, but now we have, now we back to our original question. Our Mishnah seemed to imply that there's never a time where you take truma on Yom Tov. But as we've seen, whether you learn like Rebbe or whether you learn like Rebbe Yosef Rebbe there is a scenario where you would take Truma on Yom Tov. So Elamai Truma, what do we mean when, you, when we said you never separate Truma on Yom Tov? Rav Truma. You hardly ever come across a case that you separate Truma on Yom Tov. Most Truma is separate, is the Chiyu falls on Erev Yom Tov and you would not be allowed to separate it on Yom Tov. You're right, there are these more fringe cases where you could trigger the obligation of Truma on Yom Tov and have to separate it. But like I said, Rav Truma, most cases you wouldn't. Okay, Omar Abaya Abaya says, Machloikes bishfilin aval bakitnios divra kol isuraiset tivla. This that Abaya says, this machloikes of moililin melilos, when you crumble the thing to take out the grain, is there a chiyuv of truma? Again, that's what we just saw at the top of the page. Rabbi Yossi says, there is no chiyuv, and Rabbi says, you are chiyuv in truma. That machloikes is when you bring in grain, but if you bring in legumes, everyone would agree agree that as soon as you make it into a bundle, you have of a Masile. Well, let's bring the following as a proof for him. Now, tilton, tilton is some sort of uh, herb that the seed and the stalk can be used as the whole, as the herb. But since it's only an issue to Rabbonin, the rabbi said, if you want, you can separate the seed from the stalk. And instead of separating truma on the whole mixture of seed and stalk, which would be more because it would include some of the stalk. You can separate the seed and stalk and separate truma just on the seed. So he says, If you has bundles of tilting that are tevel, you can crush them and estimate how much grain there is. And then you only have to separate truma on the seeds, but not on the wood itself. But other, what do we see? If you have bundles of this tilting, again, bundles is long before you've taken out the seeds and put it in a niche pile ready to use. It's earlier on. So we see that even just bundling tilting makes a tevil, I have in truma. 
says my love Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yehuda he da'amar hasam loy tivla hachativla and it must be according to Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yehuda the chidush the chidush that if you bundle it you have in truma must be according to Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yehuda because according to Rabbi obviously you have in truma Rabbi holds with whatever you have even grain if you decide to take out the seeds and eat them, you have in truma. So obviously with the tilting and must be telling us even according to Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, by legumes you would be chayev. Says law, Rabbi he. No, actually it's Rabbi. E, Rabbi he, ma aria tilsin, I feel boiling on me. Well, if it's Rabbi, why does it discuss tilsin? It should discuss grains. Why is it discussed? So he says, no, Elamai, Rebiosi, Rebiuda. So what? You want to tell me it's Rebiosi, Rebiuda? La Eshmin and Shamina kidneys, the kosher came tilted. Well, then you could have just mentioned any kidneys. Why do you, de- why do you specify tilting? If you want to tell me the Chirush is Rebiosi, Rebiuda, who's telling me that by legumes, it's not when you moil in Melilos. Uh, sorry, Moilenin Melibulos by legumes, according to Rebiosi, Rebiuda, you are Chayev. Unlike grains, if that's the Kiddush, well then why teach Tilton? Teach any legume. It says, no, Ella Tilton, it's Trichalei. You're right, actually we can't learn anything from Tilton because Tilton we need to teach a specific halacha. Salkatatach over time, Shava, since it's wood, the stalks and the seed, the produce, taste the same. Lifrosh Namia Eitzah, you should also have to separate Truma on the wood. Kamash Milan, this Bryce is coming to teach. You don't have to separate Truma on the wood. I, we're not necessarily discussing at what point you have Truma. We're saying that you would, when you do become Chaim in Truma, and it could be according to Rebbe, so it's no Chirush, but you only have on the seeds and not on the whole, the stalks as well. Now, Ika to Omri, others, Omar Abaya, some had a different version of Abaya. He said, Machloikes Bishvilin, Abal Bekitnios, Divrei Hakol, Isurai Seloi Tivla. This, that we said, there's a Machloikes, if you moil in Mililin, do you become Chavin Truma? That Rebbe said you do, and Rebbe Yossi, Rebbe said you don't, is with Kitnios. Sorry, is with grain. But with Kitnios, everyone agrees that just putting Kitnios in a bundle does not become tevel. The massive they challenge us. Me show you like have you like tilting shall tevel. Harayze koytesh mochashet kamazeri yesh ba'imu ma'afrish ala zera ba'imu ma'afrish ala eight. Again, this price that we just saw that someone who had bundles of tilting, which are tevel, he can crush them to get the seeds out, and he can estimate how much seeds they are and separate the chala from separate the truma from the seeds. And not doesn't have to separate from the wood. Now, what do we say? Tevel. So, oh, my love, Tevel, Tovel, Shil Truma. It must be Tevel because you have to separate Truma. It again, putting it in the bundle triggered the Truma obligation, which made it all Tevel, and now you can't eat it, so you have to um, put it. So you have to send it. it says law. No, not necessarily. Tevel, Tovel, Shil Truma's master. It's actually speaking about. Tevel from Trumas Maser. I, are we discussing a different case? There's two Trumas that are separated. There's Truma and Trumas Maser. The farmer himself first has to separate Truma and give that to the Kohen. He then separates another 10% of his produce and gives that to the Levi. The Levi is now obligated to separate Trumas Maser. The Levi is obligated to separate 10% of what he received and give it to the Kohen. So now once, if that's given to the Levi as Maser, this Shiboilin, then the Kohen, then the Levi has to separate Truma. I, we're not discussing the 
bundles of Tiltinet the farmer has. We're discussing, we're discussing a bundle of Tiltinet was given to the Levi as Maser. Oh, but now we have one issue. But you only, you come high in Trumas and Masus at the same time. So why would you have given Maser to the Levi if you're not yet high in Trumas and Masus? So then he says, no, Rabbi Avu, I'm Rabbi Shimon Lokish, like Rabbi Avu says in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Lokish. The Omar Rabbi Avo, Omar Rabbi Shimon Ben Lokish, Rabbi Avo said in the name of Rabbi Shimon Ben Lokish, Maserishon Shehigdimo Bishvilin, Shomo Tivulo Toivlo Lutrumus Maser. If you jump the gun and you separate Maserishon, either Maser that goes to the Levi, while it is still sheaves, then it be, its name by the fact that it's now Maser. It becomes tevil that you have to separate trumas mashas. So very interesting halacha. You're right. You're supposed to wait till it's pros till gemar melachta. Again, defining that's a little bit tricky. But you're supposed to wait till the finished processing, and then you separate truma, and then you separate maser. And when the lady gets his maser, he's now chayv to give ten percent of his maser to the kohen as trumas maser. Rabbi Yavo teaches a novelty that if you take maser from the sheaves, now you weren't yet chayv. But it counts as Maser. And by the fact that it's now Maser, even though you haven't separated Truma, even though you're not yet hired to separate Truma, this has become Maser. Oh, once it's Maser, well now it's Tevil because you have to separate Truma's Maser. That's the Chiddush. Now the Gemara just oh, Koitesh Lameli. So why are we discussing where you crush it? If we're discussing Trumas Maser from Maser that was taken while it was stalks, well then the lady should say just as Ma 10% included seeds and stalks, your Maser, your Truma that I'm giving you from this Maser should also be able to contain seeds and stalks. Why does it mention crushing them and getting the seeds out to give it as Truma? So on my Rover, Knasa, Rover says it's a penalty. We want to penalize the Levi for accepting Maser before. There is the, the correct, what's it, the due process. I'm using that phrase out of context, but the due process is to first get the grain and do Gemar Melacht and Satschav and Truma Samasas. Then separate Truma for the Kohen, then separate Maser for the Levi. In this case, they jumped the gun and separated Maser while it was still sheaves, before separating Truma. So to penalize him for doing that, we make him, oh, you got stalks as part of your Maser. Well, too bad, you can't count that as Maser. You have to separate the seeds and give it to the coin. Tanya Namihachu, we have a Bryce which teaches the same thing. Ben Levi, If a Levi that was given sheaves as his Maser, that counts as its Goiren. That counts as calling it grain, I'm making it hive in Truma. Anovim oison yayin. Sorry, sorry, I, I misread it. A Levi who receives sheaves as his Maser, oison oison goren, he must make it into grain. Anovim, if he receives grapes as his Maser, he should have waited for it to be made into wine and then Truma taken and then received his Maser. But he took Maser while it was still grapes, oison yayin, he first has to make it into wine. Zaysim, if he receives olives, oison shemin, he has to first make it into oil. Umafri shalem, Truma's Maser, and then only does he separate the Truma Maser. But noisin the coin and give it to the coin. Shekashem, she Truma. And what's the reason for this penalty? It lines up very well. Shekashem, she Truma, gadoila, ena niteles, elamina goyren, umina yekev, umina Truma. Umi, um, sorry, umina yekev. Since 
Shuma Gedoyla, the Pasuk tells us, is only once he's separate, once he's made it into Goren grain. It is that finished product. Umina Yekev, and from the wine vats. I from the wine, not from the grape. Katrumas Maser, and in Idlis, Enemina Goren, Enemina Yekev. So to Trumas Maser must be taken from the. Um, so to Trumas Maser must also be taken from grain or from Jacob. Again, granted the Levi jumped the gun and took what became Maser and now it's Tevil. And logically, he should be able to say, well, look, I took grapes. I want to give the Kohen Truma from Trumas Maser from the grapes. Too bad. He has to make it into one and then give it to the coin, etc. Now the Gomorrah just mentioned, we said above that he, he crushes the tiltin and he estimates, if he calculates in his mind, he just thinks in his mind, what will be truma? So Gomorrah asks, Mechashev, Homan boy. He says, what do you mean he estimates? He just thinks it in his mind. He should have to measure it. We know by truma, um, the ra- um, so Rashi explains. He says, If we're discussing what the Yisrael, the farmer separates, either the farmer comes to separate Truma, to Orisa, I'm not going to, sorry, I'm not going to read in Rashi. To Orisa, there's no measurement. Very interesting. That's we say, um, Truma has no shear. Strictly speaking, according to the Torah law, the, the farmer can have tons and tons and tons of grain, and if he separates just one kernel of grain, he's fulfilled his as truma. He's fulfilled his mitzvah of truma. So, if we're discussing what the Levi, what the Yisrael separates, that's all very good to say. He's machashev. He estimates. The, sorry, the rabbis came along and said you should be give between one in forty and one in sixty. A generous person will give one in forty truma. And a more stingy person will give one in 60, but that's a rabbinic uh, uh, amount. Or I see you fulfill with one grain. So if we say estimate, that fits very well if it's the Yisrael who's separating the truma. But we've just said it's not the Yisrael, it's the Kohen, and we're discussing, it's the Levi, and we're discussing truma's master. Truma's master is supposed to be exactly 10%. So that's the question. He says, no, honey, how many Rebbe Lozor bar Gimel who? He is Rebbe Elozor bar Ben Gimel. The tiny as we know in Nebraisa, Abba Eleazar Ben Gimel, Aimer, Abba Eleazar Ben Gimel says, Veneshev lehem trumaschem, you will calculate your truma. But it says trumaschem, your trumas. Bishtei trumas hakosom adaber, the posok is speaking about two different trumas. Achas truma kutoyle achas. Trumas Master. One is Truma Gedoyle and one is Trumas Master. Just as Truma Gedoyle is taken with estimation and thought, so to Trumas Master is taken with an estimate, made and Machshova and thought. Very interesting. So, two, just two points we bring it out from here. According to there are those opinions, and I thought that was how we passed it, but I'm, I should check it out. That Maser, ha, Trumas Maser, has to be exactly 10% of the Maser. So you would take off, let's say, um, 150th, so that's 2%. The farmer has 100 bags of wheat, of, of grain, so you take off 2 bags, 2%, and give them to the coin as Truma. The Levy then gets, well, 10% of what's left, so 98 bags of flour and he gives 10% of that to the levy that's a standaway. Abba 
Elazar ben Gimel says, no, just as you can guess your truma, there's no set amount. As we said, you can take one grain on many tons of grain, um, one actual kernel of grain on many tons of grain, so too with Truma's master. And then he just adds an interesting point in this discussion, you can also do it with thought. If you have a pile of grain, you don't literally have to separate Truma, pick up some of the grain and say, this is Truma. You can actually just separate it in your mind and say, you know, the south side of that pile is Truma. It can all be done with Machshavah, with thought. Okay, now we're going to analyze a point we said earlier. Remember, Rabbi Avo said, generally, as we said, you need Gamar Melochto, you need what's called Digun. It needs to be in that stage of it's ready to use grain. It does it. It's, you finish threshing it, you finish done everything. It's Digun, it's ready to use grain. And you take Truma from it, and then you take Maser from it, and the Levi who receives his Maser gives 10% to the Kohen. Gives the Truma's Maser to the Kohen. Now we're discussing where the Levi jumped the gun. He didn't wait for it to be made into grain. He took it while it was still sheaves. So he jumped the gun. But by the fact, it's valid. And it becomes Maser. And by the fact that it becomes Maser, it is now Tevil, that he has to separate Truma's master. Interesting enough. So the actual grain that he took from is not Tevil. Because that's sheaves. It's not Digun. However, the master that the lazy got is called master. It's considered master. It's a valid separation of master. Not ideal, but valid. And therefore, it's... Therefore, he's Chayv. says, now my timer... What's the reason? So Omar Rava, Rava says, The reason it becomes Chayev is because it gets the designation of Maser. I, once it's called Maser, well then it's Chayev in Truma's Maser, even though the original grain is not yet Chayev in Truma. So now Omar says, This Maser Rishon that you separated as sheaves, you exempt from Truma Gadoila. Now we'll see the Josh and Alba. What are we saying? Generally, what goes to the Kohen? So as the example I gave before, first the coin would get two sacks as his trumagatola. The farmer would take his grain, his hundred sacks, and he would take his pile of a hundred uh, kilograms of flour, of, of grain, whatever it is, and two of those would go to the coin. Then the levy would get 9.8, and he would give 10% of that 9.8 to the coin. So that's almost a third, it's 0.98, so it's almost... Uh, it's almost another bag. So let's say, so the, in the end, the coin's getting three bags. He's getting 3%, just about 3% of the, of the grain the coin ends up with. Now, if you jump the gun and the levy takes Maser first, then the coin isn't going to get that grain. Then the coin loses out because the coin will get 10% of 10%. Of that grain. So let's say the levy took 10 kilograms of sheave worth of wheat and he gives one of those to the Kohen. What about the other, the third percent that the Kohen should be getting? The Trumagadoila is only, the Kohen ends up on that grain only getting Truma's master and not Trumagadoila. So the Gemara answers, Amri Bishimo Melokish Maser Rishon Sheik Dimo Bishvilan Potumi Trumagadoila Shenemar Vahari Moisemi Menu Trumas Hashem Maser Mina Maser. The Possek says regarding it, you'll separate from it a Truma for Hashem 
Master from the master. Master mina master, Marty Lockfellow, Trumas, Gedolo, Utrumas, Master mina master. The Potsuk is emphasizing only master, only this 10% of Truma Gedolo do you separate and not, of, of Trumas master do you separate and not also Truma Gedolo. Omelera Popola, Baya, Iachi, Afilu, Dimobe, Kri, Nami. He says, oh, well then it should be the same aloha. This whole aloha is where the Levi took sheaves. But now what happens if he waits for its apal to dig on and he jumps the gun and he takes his 10% before the coin gets his trumagadola? Says you should say the same thing. Nami omar omakro. So he says, so omar omakro. No, to you, the Pasuk says, Mikol matno seichem torimu es kol trumas Hashem. From all the gifts, you have to separate truma, all the truma for Hashem. So we see that if it's sheaves, the Levi takes Maser and he only has to accept Truma's Maser and not Truma Gadola. But if it's a pile of grain and the Levi jumps the gun and takes his, gets his Maser first, again, it's not necessarily the Levi taking it. It could be the Yisrael giving it to the Levi first, but he's jumping the gun and getting it out of order. Um, so he takes this grain. Um, if it's grain, not sheaves, and he takes it first, he has to separate both Truma and Truma's Maser. So why in that case, why in the one case does he only have to separate Truma's Maser? And in the case where it's actual grain, does he have to separate Truma and Truma's Maser? So he says, Omar Royce, why do you see to do it like that? He says, no, hi, Idgen, Vahilo, Idgen. Because in the first case, well, sorry, one puzzle tells me that you have to separate both Truma and Truma's Maser. And the other pastor tells me, no, just Truma's master. So how do I know which one's referring to which one? Because we know Truma only kicks in when it's digun, when it's made into this pile of grain. So that when it, the tr- obligation of Truma kicks in, well, then you have to separate both Truma and Truma's master. But before that, when the lady gets his master from the sheaves, he just has to separate Truma's master. Okay, let's go a bit further. Tanan, we're not going to finish the daf, but let's try and get a bit further down. It says, Tanan Hasam Hamaklif Sa'urim. Now we're back to Hilchus Yom Tov. Um, now, yeah, as, oh, or maybe not just yet, but as we mentioned, before the finished product, before you've done Gemar Melacht, and before you've made this grain into a neat pile of just grain, either finished product, you can eat from it achilas arai. Once, but not achilas kevitz. and you're not allowed to have a proper meal from it. If you're going to have a proper meal from it, again, before the stage of it's made into a pile and it's now in trumadoraisa. He's speaking about earlier on in the manufacturing. So you've got a few sheaves and you want to eat some of the grain out of the sheaves. Ah, oh, that's a snack. It should be fine. If it's going to be what's considered a meal, then you would have to separate your trumas and masters from before it. So let's so Tanan, we learned Tananas and we learned in the Mishnah elsewhere. If you peeling barley, are you taking the barley grains out of the casing and you're eating it? You can do it one one and eat it. However, if you peeling them and collecting them in your hand, I to eat a group at once, then you would be chayav. Chayav truma. Says Omar Rabbi says, and just as you would be chayav for truma, you would be chayav on Shabbos. I, if you would peel, if you have a sheaf and you peel out one grain to eat it. That's fine on Shabbos. If you peel out a few grains and collect them in your hand, you chayav on Shabbos. That's what Rabbi Eliezer is saying.
Um, Oh, any so again, just as the truma obligation kicks in because it's considered um, kavua, and when you collect a few at once, it's gemar melachton and you chayev truma. So too, if you collect that few at once, you'd be chayev for mefarek on Shabbos. Says any v'horav mikla folaid v'isayu kase kase. We know Rav's wife used to uh, um, peel. By the cupful for Rabbi Rebichia, Makalfelet, Visayu, Kasekasen. So to Rebichia, these great Amorim let their wives peel barley and collect them in the cup. Never mind eating one at a time or doing a few into the hand and eating. They would actually collect cupfuls. So that can't be Chayav on Shabbos. It says, Elo, eat Mara, safe, eat Mara. So been saying on the next clause, we didn't read it yet, but it says, Hamoilo melilos shel chitim and afechal yada yad for oichel. If you want to, if you had crumbled wheat uh, you'd, the wheat had been broken by the fingers out of its casing you can throw it from hand to hand to get the casings out and leave just the grain and eat it and if but if you do it, throw it up and collect it then you would be says so to on Shabbos I just as when you throw it up I guess that's winnowing Winnowing is when you throw up the grain and the sheaves blow away, the the stalks and the chaff and all that blows away and the grain falls straight down. So if you do just a little bit throwing from hand to hand, that's fine. But if you throw it to catch it in your stomach, in your on your lap, that would be Chayev. In Masras and Chayev on Shabbos. So Gemara asks, um, just before we go, um, you know, now we're going back a step. So we said that if one peels barley and collects it in his hand, he is Chayim Maser. But if he did that on Shabbos, even by the cupfuls, he would be potter. It doesn't count. So he says, so the Gemara says, You're telling me in the first clause, you can peel this barley to eat at one at a time. And you'd, but if you, sorry, if you peeled this barley and collected it in your hand, you'd be chayev, trumas and masras. But if you peeled it and collected it in your hand on Shabbos, you wouldn't be chayev for breaking Shabbos. He says, He says, really anything that you would finish the work and it's chayev in master, but it's not chayev in Shabbos. I, if you're saying it's gmar melochton, it's significant, it's a proper thing. And therefore, just as you have in Trumas Masras, you should also be have for doing the melacha of preparing the grain on Shabbos. So he says, Matkev lo Rav Sheishes, bread of Yidi, v'lova ho karnan, le Maser. Well, we do find that it's considered complete for Maser. Ditnan, as we learned, yeah, look at the following Mishnah. Ezu karnan le Maser, hakishun v'duluin mishe yaksiku. At what point does... Does do cucumbers and gourds become chayev in Maser? When are they garnon? When is their processing complete? So when their blossoms fall off. Oh, Vishalo Pasqui, if it's before their blossoms fall off, Mishiyamid Aroma, that's when you make them into a pal. Vitnanami Gabe Bitsoli, Mishiyamid Aroma, and also by onions. When's it considered chayev in Trumas and Masters? When you've put it into a pal. 
But if someone piles up onions on Shabbos, is he chayv? What malo? You haven't done any. So we see you can have something that is chayv in Trumas and Masros, but not done a melocha. So they're not, they're not comparing. So how do you explain the difference? It's because on Shabbos, it's a meleches machsheves that is osur. And we would say the same thing here when you're peeling out the barley to eat or to collect in your hand. It's not a meleches machsheves. What's a meleches machsheves? That's, again, on Shabbos we know the melocha has to be meleches machsheves. Now there are a few components of the meleches machsheves, but I think the easiest, the two primary ones, which all the other components stem from, is, and it's easy way to remember is in the word of Malachas Machsheves. So I'm giving you, a, I don't want to call it a secret, a very good, useful way of remembering the sort of Malacha that would be forbidden on Shabbos. And what is that? Again, a Malachas Machsheves. What's Machsheves? Either it's like Choshav from thought, or it's from Choshuv significant. And those are two key factors to make it a malach on Shabbos. It needs to be well thought out, like a thought out act, like a proper act, which ex- that's why it excludes, you know, if you're trying to, cut, we've discussed this in the past, but you're trying to cut one cucumber and you cut another cucumber that was actually attached, or you're trying to do one thing and you end up doing a malacha. That's not what you tried to do, so that doesn't fall into meleches machshavos, a thought out act. That's not what you were trying to do. Um, that's misasek. Um, on the other hand, the other requirement is Meleches Machsheves, it must be Choshev, it must be significant. And that would exclude. So therefore, if you do something in a weird way, that's a, a, through a Shinui, or you do half a Meloch, often you wouldn't be Chayev, because you only Chayev if it's a Meleches Machsheves, if it's a significant act. Now this, pulling out little barley grains to eat or to collect in a cup, granted, it might count as um finished product regarding the grain and chavin trumas and masters, but it's not a meleches machsheves, it's not a significant act, or you could say it's unusual, and therefore you would be exempt from break, you wouldn't have broken Shabbos. So again, just, yeah, so again, it's been quite a tricky death, um, but just to get some of the main principles that we've discussed, firstly, truma, when does the obligation for trumas and masters kick in? When it reaches a state, gmar melochton, when it's Work is finished. When you finish the processing, I guess you can call it when you finish the field processing, and now you're on to the factory slash housework, where you're going to take the finished grain and grind it into flour. So we ended up getting a little bit stuck in... Um, we ended up getting a little bit stu- um, caught up in exactly defining that Gemar melochton for certain when, when your intent is to eat it differently. And we also touched on that maser can be separated before Gemar melochton, which created a few complications. And then this last point we highlighted, which I think for us who sadly don't live in Eretz Yisrael and have the concern of Trumas and Masros, because it only applies in Eretz Yisrael, the, the most important is to be aware of the distinction between a meleches mach, gemar melochton and meleches machsheves. Gemar melochton, having something considered finished that you now have in Trumas and Masros is a very different requirement. Again, that's where you've piled up the onions. Piling up onions isn't a melochon Shabbos, but that's gemar melochton. That's when it's have in Trumas and Masros. Whereas for Shabbos, it's meleches machsheves, a thought out act, i.e., 
when um, it has to be something significant or what you planned. Okay, and we'll leave it there for today.